It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We got a couple more days left in June, and then July will be here. But folks, on a Wednesday, hump day, you're rocking and rolling right here. Hottest show on the streets, number one form for Bama football news. In my own words, George Truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Happy to have you all checking us out here on today's show. We bring you the show from the magic city of Birmingham. We stream this to you on YouTube and speak of the channel. Stop all that you're doing. Tap that subscribe button. Hit subscribe right now. Also, make sure you share the show to every friend, every family member, diehard Bama fan, casual Bama fan, consumer of Tide Football. Because if you love the content, they will enjoy it too. A first topic of conversation here, you look at head coach Nick Saban, of whom he's been having a fun offseason thus far. He's been doing some different things. I've gone viral on social media. But at the same time, we all know that Saban knows when to be serious, when to sort of flip that switch and get himself and his players prepared for you know, a run. Uh, in college football, the mission here for him, uh, going back to the college football playoff and finishing the deal here with a national championship. One of the videos that went viral here for Coach Saban on social media was uh, the uh, one of him uh, virtual reality boxing. And this is with uh, his, his daughter, Kristen 
Saban said us uh, putting this up here. Let's look at the form here from Coach Saban. Got, got this good uh, punch-jab combination. Knocking somebody out. Got this nice punch-jab combination here. I mean, he is showing the opposition. I'm about to knock you out this upcoming season. I'm knocking everybody out. I'm knocking every opponent out on the road here to the, to the national championship. So he's showing these different combinations. He got the Dukes up. I mean, he, he's showing it right now, the movement, even at 71 years of age, ready to show the college football world. It doesn't matter who I'm playing in this upcoming season. I'm taking everybody out. I'm knocking everybody out. And the goal, the mission, get back to college football playoff you know, winning national championship. We've seen Coach Saban spotted in Italy of his offseason, enjoying that trip. We've seen Coach Saban back in the homes of recruits, hitting the Cupid shuffle, the electric slide, showing all the, the moms at the cookout, I can still get down, I can still move, I can still dance here. I believe Miss Terry probably, probably taught him a few moves there in that Cupid shuffle, that electric slide. But uh, just seeing him in action, Firmly understanding that the mission winning a national championship. And it's not just him knowing the mission. You got so many media pundits that know it also. Whether it's uh, Pat McAfee, or the Pat McAfee show on ESPN. Whether it's uh, Kirk Herbstreet, one of the biggest mainstays of ESPN college football game day. And Kirk Herbstreet talked about it recently just when you're about to count out Nick Saban, that's when he burns you. Just when you're about to count out Nick Saban, that's when he comes from underneath the water and dominates you. Just when you're about to count out Nick Saban and say he's too old, uh, he can't do it anymore, Alabama's done, he's done, go ahead and retire him. That's when Nick Saban locks into whatever type of Thanos-like zone he locks into, and he just completely takes over. I doubt it, Saban. Doubt it, undervalued Nick Saban is when he is at his absolute best. And we have seen so far this offseason a lot of the major talking heads doubting, uh, uh, undervaluing him, uh, looking at other programs saying now it's their time. Alabama's had its time. Coach Saban's had its time, his time. Now it's the moment for somebody else to go on a run of winning national championships. But Coach Saban not necessarily ready to give up that calling card just yet. And while he's had some fun this offseason, while he's enjoyed the summer, uh, he knows how to have fun. But he also knows when it's time to get down to business, when it's time to be serious. And this upcoming season, he's going squarely after national championship number seven when it comes to Alabama football and national championship number eight overall in terms of his coaching tenure. So uh, for all the national talking heads out there, continue, continue the doubts. Continue the doubts. Continue the naysay. Continue the negative conversation. It is only feeding more motivation into somebody that knows what he's got to do to get this program not just back into the CFP, but finish the job and winning that national championship so he knows exactly which buttons to press here in the room. But we take our first break here on the show and touch that down. We're just getting started upon our return. We go on the phone lines. We grab your calls, your thoughts, your conversations, a dialogue with you, the fans. Light us up in the phone lines after this.
nine players have teamed up and released the Alabama Team Paper, which is a video yearbook they've put out for sale direct to fans. Now, for the first time, small dollar purchases from the fans can support the players as a group as well as a great cause because $1 of every subscription payment is donated to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Be a five-star fan base and support your team and a great cause with Team Paper. Check it out at teampaper.com slash Alabama. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. Here we go, folks. We're back into the action from the Bragg Rocket and Roman right here with you on a Wednesday hump day. In my own world, George truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Happy to have you guys checking us out on today. Continue tapping the like button, giving us that thumbs up right there on the show, showing that support, hitting that subscribe button as well, making this your show, your network platform, channel space to talk all things Bama football also. You're trying to be among the first few wave of fans, first group of fans to help us rebuild and regrow this message board. The link to the message board can be found in the chat line and also in the description. Appreciate you guys for all the support right there. That daily super chat go $100 daily super chat go there. Before we get into the uh, call topic here, or the call segment here, the call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang. There was a it was a great question that was asked by the Touchdown Alabama Magazine staff on Twitter, and the question is, uh, which pre saban era player? would dominate in this era right now. So if you haven't seen that question on the TDA Twitter page, definitely interact with that question, get involved, uh, provide your engaging answers there on social media, which uh, n- which pre-Nick Saban player would uh, dominate in this particular era right here for Alabama in college football. But 205 448-1358. The number to call in and let your voice be heard on the show. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. The number right there on screen as you guys are getting your thoughts prepared to call in. Cool call topic here, Eli, and it goes to one Bryce Young. Uh, Former Alabama quarterback, uh, 2021, excuse me, Heisman Trophy winner. Number one overall pick in this recent draft by the Carolina Panthers. Bryce and his family had an emotional moment today. Uh, Bryce walks up to his locker for the Panthers. Jersey in there. Mom and dad with him. Uh, They share, you know, a lot of emotion there. And uh, Bryce's mom, Miss Julie, looks at her son and says, uh, you know, you did it. And Bryce responds with, no, we did it. And Miss Julie responds with, yes, but you threw all the touchdown passes. I mean, it's just a very special moment between a son and his mom and dad as uh, their lives definitely changed forever. 
know, he's the number one pick. His parents, your parents are the number one pick. They've watched Bryce his entire life go after this football dream and been realized, been finalized, and Frank Reich moving Bryce Young up to QB1 for the Panthers. Training camp coming soon for the organization. All eyes will be on how Bryce performs in training camp. Should be fun to watch there. Dominated rookie minicamp. Organized team activities, mandatory minicamp. So once training camp takes shape in the next coming weeks here, going to be highly fun to watch big number nine do his thing out there for the field for Carolina. But if you haven't checked out that video on social media, it's right there on Twitter where it's Bryce. He's walking to his locker with his mom and dad in just a very emotional moment right there. But we take another break here, folks, on the show. Don't touch that dial because upon our return, we actually sit down with the man, the myth, the bona fide legend himself, Justin Smith, the director of scouting for TDA, to talk about the latest commitment recruit this Alabama 2024 class. We'll get with Justin after this. What's up, Bama Nation? This is Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman, and you're listening to my guy, Stephen M. Smith, in my own words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll Roll! Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. As we're back into the action, folks, from the break on a Wednesday hump day, number one ticket for your Alabama football news. In my own words, you're truly Stephen Smith of TDA, happy to have you all in here. Got my man Eli Walker in the production studio. Continue to tap that like button. Give us that thumbs up right there. Hit the like button. Show that support there. Continue to hit the subscribe button as well. Share the show to everybody that you know. Every diehard fan, casual fan, consumer of Tide Football. If you're filming the content, guess what they will also 
That daily super chat go $100. Daily super chat go 100 bucks right there. And we're back in a little bit early from the break. Just going to make our way until we can get Justin there on the phone lines. Our director of scouting and recruiting for TDA. A guy that has done a phenomenal job on the recruiting trail. Um, uh, getting the information on these athletes. Documenting these young high school athletes. Always prepared with the lowdown on what's happening on the recruiting front. So it's always fun to get that conversation with Justin as he's making his way here to the phone line shortly. But, Eli, I mean, for me, it feels like Coach Sayers on a mission. But it feels like he, it feels like he is. I mean, yes, he's enjoyed the offseason, as many coaches do. When you get you a chance to go to Italy, spend some time there, have uh, Alabama fans come up to you internationally, recognize you, recognize the brand, uh, enjoy having different conversations with you. That's fun. And then when you're Nick Saban, you can, uh, you know, go to Capitol Hill, Washington, D.C., and have conversations about NIL and the different parameters that need to be put around that to better that, improve that. That's always good. You come back to Birmingham, you have your golf tournament. You take the players out there on the lake. You're able to have fun with them on the boat, throwing them off the inner tubes and jet skis, having that type of fun. You get yourself in a little virtual reality boxing. It's always cool there. Well, Saban's had some some fun things this offseason, but at the end of the day, his mindset, his goal, his focus, his number one thing is, I'm trying to get national championship number eight overall. I'm trying to get national championship number seven in Tuscaloosa that will put me officially over the legendary Paul Bear Bryant. That's what Coach Saban's trying to accomplish. That's the goal there. Continue to mentor young men, mentor young athletes, but put myself right there to win a national championship and show the rest of college football I'm not done. You look around the tea leaves, so much of Saban's done. He's old. He can't vibe with the young folks. Look at what Kirby Smart's doing. He's got more of a finger on the game of college football. He's got more of a finger on the polls. He's got more of a finger on what's all going on. Saban tired of hearing that. He ready to show, hey, I'm Nick Saban for a reason. So, it's going to be fun to watch Bama fall camp. But it appears that we got the man on the line here. So, without further ado, we go to the In My Own Words hotline. We pick up the man, the myth, the legend, the captain of Team No Sleep. When you look at he's clocking these recruits from left to right, north, south, everywhere you turn, you see a hot shot recruit. Justin Smith is not too far behind him. We got our director of scouting and recruiting. Justin's on the phone line. What's happening, man? Glad to have you in here. Always good to be on, Steve. Always fun to have our own Justin Smith right here on the show. So, uh, Justin, you mentioned the last time we had you on, but Alabama's looking to have the surge in recruiting. 
They're looking to have some things pick up here, especially in the month of July, coming up in a couple of days. But as of today, got a new commitment, fresh commitment from three-star defensive lineman Isaiah Faga. Faga, you help me with pronouncing uh, the last name there, but uh, he has committed. Uh, he has put his name in the hat there for the Crimson Tides. So when you look at Isaiah here, you know, what jumps out to you about his tape, about his film, uh, what makes him uh, very much so good needed here? What, what does he bring uh, to Alabama's defensive line? I think he's bringing a lot of different things. Um, he's a big athletic kid. Three-star on most recruiting sites, most, most likely because a lot of recruiting sites haven't seen him in person. I actually had an opportunity to see him this spring when I went out of Central um, Phoenix City. Um, so I think he's going to be a four-star. Um, he's going to be a four-star definitely on touchdown with my when we update our 2024 recruiting rankings. I think he's going to be a four-star eventually across um, the recruiting board. Some people see that as a Bama bump, but Saga is a guy who deserves um, that rating. Um, when you take a look at his game, like I said, a guy who's like six foot two, six three, long, 275, 280 pounds, explosive defensive lineman, a guy who moves really well in space. I'm talking about that lateral movement. It's thing that really stands out to me, the way that he's able to move in space for a guy. His size, um, uses um, his hands really well. So there's a lot to work with when you take a look at the Central Phoenix City product, Crimson Tide going into Central Phoenix City, a school where Alabama has struggled in recent recruiting classes, but now they're going back to Phoenix City to pick up um, Fogger. Like I said, he's, he was verbally committed to Utah, flipped his commitment to Alabama. Alabama offered him a couple of months ago. And as soon as they offered him, Alabama's defense line coach, Freddie Roach, said, yo, you're going to be a priority target for us. We want you to get you back on campus as many times as possible. We want you to get back on campus for that official visit. So that is why when I came on the last time, I was telling you that a surge is set to happen for the Crimson Tide um, to possibly end this month and also throughout next month, just a combination of guys Set, set to announce their commitment decision because they because they want to put their recruiting behind them before the senior season begin. Alabama hosts some of those guys for official visits. Of course, Alabama has several flip targets on campus over the weekend, so those are some guys to watch out for as well. And just a long list of Alabama targets set to announce the commitment decision in July, which is why I have predicted that a surge will happen very similar to the 2023 recruiting class where we saw Alabama only had like five commits at this time. I think Tony Mitchell and like Brayson Hubbard commit like in late June and it basically took off from there. I think I think things are going to be very similar for the Crimson Tide here in the 2024 recruiting class where we see a huge surge um, throughout the end of this month and also throughout um, July for the Tide. And we'll see where they will be sitting at at the end of July because I think this month will determine a lot a lot of Alabama's 2024 recruiting class in terms of their rankings and ratings and their projections to be another number one possible recruiting class. Before we get to our next question here, Justin, I kind of want to keep it right here. You mentioned how tough it has been, a struggle it's been for Alabama recruiting Central Phoenix City High School. I remember, I think it was the 2028, the 2018 class, not 2020, I'm way out of there. The 2018 class, I remember it was Justin, Justin, Justin Ross as a wide receiver in Ross, Alabama was after him, you know, wanted him, did not quite get him. I think Ross was either 2017 or 2018, ended up going to Clemson, playing for the Clemson Tigers. But to go back to Central Phoenix City and pick up Isaiah Faga here, do you feel like Alabama will be able to hold that commitment until the end, uh, proving that it has been able to uh, overcome that struggle that it has recently had with recruiting Central Phoenix City? 
Um, yeah, I, th- I think Fog, I think Fog is going to stick. Like I said, he flipped his commitment to Utah. I think there was a struggle for him to flip that commitment. He stayed committed to them for quite some time. Even when Alabama first offered him, he was a Utah commit. So yeah, a lot to juggle with. Um, of course, that's an in-state school. It is Alabama way, way closer, um, than Utah. So he had a lot to consider before that decision. So I think Alabama will hold on um, to its commitment. But Central Phoenix City is one of the top high schools in Alabama. They're going to continue to produce talent. We'll see how Alabama fares with some more of that talent because they are going to um, miss on a guy, a five-star wide receiver in this in this 2024 recruiting class. Of course, you're not really considering the criminal side at the moment um, out of Central Phoenix City. So, yeah, they're going to have to continue to build their relationship with guys, um, find the right guys from their school who they want to bring a, bring a, bring along. But they have so many other great, great just pipelines going to other programs like Bruford High School in Georgia, of course, who produced Justice Haynes, Seth McLaughlin, um, Jake Pope, Justice Haynes, Isaiah Bunn, Crimson Totter in the mix to get K.J. Bolden from there and several other guys in the 2024 and 2025 um, recruiting classes. So that Tennessee City is just one of those powerhouses where the Crimson Tide kind of struggled with over the last couple of recruiting cycles. So I think this is a good sign, a positive sign for them that they were able to pick up a commitment from Fogger today. If you're just checking out the show here on a Wednesday, we got the director of scouting and recruiting for TDA, my man Justin Smith, right here on the phone lines in my own words. So, Justin, when you look at Fogger, what was it about Freddie Roach that was able to make this happen? Uh, what, 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 what do you think, just in your opinion, your expertise, uh, made Faga comfortable with Freddie Roach, Freddie Roach comfortable with Faga, and having this happen that this young man commits here to Freddie Roach on this defensive line in a positional group that Alabama's trying to be more physical. They're trying to be more nasty. They're trying to get those guys, like, not only stop the run, but rush the quarterback, affect the passing game. Uh, how big was this for Freddie Roach, in your opinion? I think I think this was another big win um, for Freddie Roach, for sure, particularly inside the state because he does recruit the state of Alabama for the Crimson Tide. So this was a huge win, in my opinion, especially with the fact that you join him with a guy like Jeremiah Beeman, the four-star defensive lineman out of Parker High School in Birmingham, Alabama, who Freddie Roach played a huge role in his recruitment as well. So I think Freddie Roach is showing that he can recruit the state of Alabama at a high level and get guys that he really wants, specifically along the defensive line as well. He seems to be rolling since. Missing out going back to the 2023 recruiting class on a guy like Peter Woods, but has basically turned that around, has pulled in the top defensive lineman in the state from that point for, moving forward. We pulled in James Smith and going to pull in Jeremiah Beeman and not going to pull in Fogger. So, this is a positive sign for Freddie Roach recruiting the state of Alabama, which he has done at a high level when he's continuing to do that for the Crimson Dog. So, just as, as, we, as we flip this now to um, the month of July, you mentioned that that, that, that surge here that Alabama is trying to be on, trying to have. You know, how special could the month of July be for Alabama? But, but for you, for, for you, uh, what would you say? What would you say? How would you look at the month of July being special for Alabama in recruiting? What would it take for – the month of July to be special for the Tide and recruiter. I think they're gonna have. I think I said. I think the month of July would determine a lot of different things because, like I said, so many guys, so many top guys are announcing their commitment decisions. So we'll see how 
Alabama class is going to look and to see where where they are going to have to go if July doesn't go as planned. So, like I said, I think July is just going to be just huge for the Crimson Tigers simply because when you take a look at this class, like if if guys are going to announce commitment decisions in July, and if they don't commit to Alabama, the Crimson Tide have to reevaluate things, rethink things. So a lot of, a lot of that is going to play a role in Alabama moving forward when it comes to this 2024 um comes to their 2024 recruiting efforts. When you just take a look at the recruiting board, so many guys announced a commitment decision who have already locked in dates. Four star tight end Caleb Odom, four star athlete wide receiver Aaron Hampton, Casey Poe, four star offensive lineman out of Texas with the Crimson Tide seem to be in a good position with. Got William Sanders, another underrated offensive lineman inside the state of Alabama who sets an a commitment decision in mid or to the end of July. You got the guys flip targets to watch out for. Fago was one of those guys. We also have guys like Jay Lindsey, Ellis Robinson, a five-star cornerback, number one cornerback in the nation, verbally committed to the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, you have um, He's not a flip target, but you have K.J. Bolden, of course, the five-star athlete out of Bruford High School in Georgia. Some other flip targets like Peyton Woodyard, four-star um, defensive back out of California, verbally committed to Georgia as well. Demarcus Riddick, another Georgia commit out of Chilton County High School in Alabama. Those are just all, a whole bunch of guys to just keep your eyes on um, throughout um, next month. Jacob Gould is another one. So that's, that is why July is going to be huge. Let's see what, what, what those guys' decisions will be and how they will impact Alabama's 2024 recruiting efforts. Well, folks, he is Justin Smith, the scouting, the director of scouting and recruiting right here for TDA, giving us the lowdown on this 2024 class. Isaiah Faga, three-star defensive lineman, the latest commit here or commitment here for the Crimson Tide. Keep your eyes in the month of July, whether it's targets, flip targets, whatever takes place. We will see how Alabama goes about doing this for the month of July here. But, Justin, as always, we appreciate you taking time to be with us, man. Take care of yourself. Stay cool, man. We'll, we'll, see, you, we'll see you soon. How you do, thank you. Absolutely. Justin Smith here with us here on the show. Always fun talking recruiting with my man right there. We're going to take a break here, folks, in the show. Don't touch that dial because when we get back, you return to those phone lines. We grab your calls, your thoughts, a conversation, a dialogue with you, the Alabama faithful, and it comes after this. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Wit Will Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care in support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WitWillSports.com and get your title towel today. This is Chris Rogers, 2009 National Champion. You are listening to the baddest, when I say the baddest, sports show in the state of Alabama. In my own words, you know, yours truly, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Don't touch that dial. Thank you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. For tuning in, show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, we're back into the action from the break. Hottest show on the streets. We're talking Bama. Football news, in my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine on a Wednesday hump day. Happy to have you all in here checking us out. Continue tapping the like button, giving us that thumbs up right there on the show, showing us that support. We appreciate that. Thanks to you guys for hitting that subscribe button as well. At Daily Super Chat Go, $100. Daily Super Chat Go. And how about I am the last ape with that 99 cents right there. I am the last ape. And then Tobias from Fresno. My man Tobias with that $100 donation in the Super Chats. Dropping the love there right there for us. Appreciate the support there coming. For I am the last ape and Tobias. Helping us out right there on the show. We go to the phone lines to grab your calls. Well, we had the calls there, but we had to go to the phone lines here, 205-448-1358. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. One more time, 205-448-1358. Number to call in right there. The number is also on screen, and it was awesome getting a chance to here from uh, Justin Smith, the director of scouting and recruiting for TDA in that recent segment. This upcoming month here, Eli July's coming in. How will this recruiting shape out? You got top targets, you got flip targets, you got so much to keep your eyes on. What will Nick's, who will Nick Saban be able to get? How will they manipulate the numbers? It's always a fun conversation when you go into recruiting, but cool call topic right here. This one goes to former Alabama defensive lineman Jesse Williams, two-time BCS national champion, 2011 and 2012. Jesse Williams, a former fifth-round pick in the 2013 NFL Draft by the Seattle Seahawks. Helped the Seahawks to a Super Bowl in 2013 was diagnosed with kidney cancer 2015, but battled through it, defeated that. Now he's back in Australia with his family, living his life, and kind of interesting. uh, Jesse Williams was talking about on a a recent podcast how he hilariously recalls how much different team meetings are for the Crimson Tide versus the NFL. He was like, man, I was in the team meeting room with the Seattle Seahawks and they had music playing. They had a basketball hoop in the room. People were talking loud. I'm wondering, am I being pranked or am I being punked? I'm just sitting here in my chair stationary because I'm like, I'm not falling for this. Like Jesse Williams was used to that. He's like, man, when I was, when you were at Alabama, you walk in that team meeting room, it's quiet in there. Like Coach Saban walks in and it, it, it's quiet. I mean, it's business, it's quiet. You know, if somebody coughs loud, they're turning around looking at you like, what's your deal? So, Jesse Williams giving us a hilarious inside scope. What makes team meetings in the NFL different than 
what he experienced in Alabama. But we take this call here. You're live on the show. What's happening? How are we feeling? State your name and where you calling from? Hey, sports cards. Hey, what's going on, man? I was wondering. I was wondering. Do you think if Jermaine Burton continues to struggle, he'll lose playing time to these younger guys? I don't get if 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 Jermaine if Jermaine Burton does have an issue with drops or is not producing like he needs to. But I can 100% see a young guy get an opportunity. Whether that young guy is a Jaron Hamilton or a Jalen Hale or that young guy is more time for Kobe Prentice, more time for Isaiah Bond, more time for Kendrick Law. So if there's a situation where Burton is not producing the way he needs to or if he struggles coming out of the gate, you, know, you can see a young guy getting in there. I went back and watched some highlights of the spring game, and he was dropping several. There were, there were quite a few passes that Burton did drop. Uh, some of those, uh, Ty Simpson put dead on the money. And, and for Jermaine Burton, you, you got he's got to catch the football. When the ball is on him, when the ball is on his fingertips, on his hands, he's got to catch those, especially if he's trying to become a high-round draft pick or, or draft pick period, but definitely a high-round draft pick. you got to catch the football. That's the big thing. They always say if you touch the ball, you catch the football. He, he's got to catch the football. Thank you. Appreciate Jason. They're calling into the show right there. For, for, for Jermaine Burton, you, you got to catch the football. And hopefully this season, he can be a consistent guy. Hopefully this season, he can be one of those guys that can, uh, that can ease the stress off you breaking in a brand new quarterback, in, a brand new starting quarterback, replacing one Bryce Young. So hopefully... Hopefully, Jermaine Burton can, you know, catch this football, make plays, not have uh, the drops that he suffered just a season ago. But gonna be a gonna be a good season. I'm gonna, gonna be a very nice season. But yeah, Eli, it, it did make me laugh and chuckle a bit hearing how, you know, Jesse Williams was talking about how different the team meetings are in the NFL versus University of Alabama, but. I know a lot of Alabama fans, not fans, but a lot of former Alabama players, they paid their homage, their respect to uh, Ryan Mallett, former Arkansas quarterback that tragically passed away on yesterday, that being Tuesday. Mallett, unfortunately, at a local beach in Florida, and the young man drowned there. And... Uh, for a guy that meant a lot to the Arkansas community, a lot to the SEC community, a guy that was one of the bright stars in college football, especially the SEC for Arkansas, gone too soon at 35. And quite a few Alabama players uh, definitely paid their homage to him. So our thoughts and prayers are to his family. But we take this call right here. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Hey, Steve, what's going on, sir? It's Tobias. How's it going, man? Doing great, my man. How we feeling? Oh, man, feeling just wonderful, wonderful, man. I, I've been, haven't been able to watch you live, man. Work's been just crazy, and um, but I've been watching the, you know, on the replay and all of that good stuff, man. You guys just keep pumping out great content. Just keep doing what you're doing. I, I've had a lot of thoughts over these last weeks, but today I just wanted to, kind of pick your 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 brain about 
uh, Jalen Milrow, man. Um, I know that we're really, really expecting the best, uh, and and I am too. I'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised. Um, my my concern, obviously, is that what we saw, and I know it was just a snapshot, but the turnovers worry me, um, and I just worry about a young athlete. Uh, this is going to be his year, more than likely. Um, you know, Nick Saban, no, no coach likes the, the turnovers and all of that. And I kind of have, it's weird because uh, Jalen Hurts just, of course, got that big contract. So big, big props to him. Um, and just all the Alabama players, all the wealth that Saban has been able to produce. I do a lot of work in the African-American community, man. And I'm just like, this is beautiful, the amount of legacy changing wealth that's coming into the community through athletics. But when I think of Jalen Hurst, though, man, as much as I loved him in his first year, that the offense was limited. And it was cool watching him, you know, get back, scramble, and everybody was in man coverage, and all of a sudden he makes the touchdown. And and through that season I was worried because I'm like, man, you got these new freshmen in there. You got Calvin Ridley. You, I mean, and they can't even get – y'all the ball because of the quarterback's lack of uh, quarterback prowess. And then the next year, of course, because you could say, well, Jalen Hurts did get us that touchdown. There was, you know, and if the defense would have held up, we would have had that national championship. But I looked at it differently, Steve. I was like, if we would have had a prolific offense, the defense wouldn't have been on the field all those minutes. And, you know, that we would have been able to hold up because if we would have put up 40 points in that game, we would have won. That's that national championship where we lost last second of the game. So Jalen Miller, for some reason, puts me into the mindset of Jalen Hurts, which is a wonderful, like, to be compared to is wonderful. But at the end of the day, we saw what those limitations were. And I, I'm just worried because we got firepower on the outside. There's no reason. I heard the last caller talk about Jermaine Burton. I don't even think Jermaine Burton, uh, I, I don't want to word it. I want to word it right um, just in case these kids are listening and stuff. But, you know, he, he may be, from my lens, number three on the team in terms of skill set. Um, so I worry about us getting the, the ball out. Anyway, I'll hang up. What are your thoughts about what he needs to do in order to make that leap into being the quarterback Alabama needs? Because we've been able to win national championships without having a first-round NFL draft quarterback. We we just need somebody that's going to you know know the whole playbook, get the ball out in time, go through his progressions, and do not turn the ball over. Hey, man, keep doing what you're doing. I'll take your comments off the air. Appreciate Tobias calling in there from Fresno. I, I know uh, it's worrisome for a lot of Alabama fans when you look at Jalen Milrow just due to the two turnovers he had against Texas A&M last year and that snapshot of a game which he started in. And then the spring game where, despite him having two touchdown passes, some of the throws also were not – where you wouldn't like for them to be. You didn't necessarily have a quarterback that truly separated there in the A-Day game. Uh, I think for Milrow, the biggest thing for him is he's going to have to be able to show he can hit the deep ball. 
He can hit the deep ball. Yes, the short and intermediate passing game, too, absolutely. But he's got to show but he can hit that deep ball because as much as we do want to see Alabama have that ground and pound effect, uh, at the end of the day, um, uh, Nick Saban also looks at what he had with uh, the Bryce Youngs, with the Mac Jones, with the Tua Tagovailoa's, and he wants to still be able to throw that deep ball. So, uh is going to have to be able to hit that deep ball. We, we'll see if he can be hit that prolifically in the upcoming season. But we take this call here. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. You are live on the show, caller. We kind of lost that call right there. We unfortunately, lost that call right there. But, yeah, that's the biggest thing for Milro, in my opinion. Can he hit the deep ball, short to intermediate passing routes, they got to be on point. And while, you know, you don't want the turnovers. Yes, you don't. But you can't play scared either, if that makes any sense. You don't want to have the turnovers. But yet, you don't want to be so afraid to make a turnover that you don't want to cut it loose, too. Because... uh, you know, that was kind of a thing there with Jalen Hurts early in his Alabama career. It was, yes, he didn't make a lot of interceptions, but there were times where U.S. fans were like, Jalen, just cut it loose. Throw it. You know, uh, give Calvin Ridley a chance. Give Jerry Judy. Give Henry Ruggs. Give, give those guys a chance. So cut it loose. Right? So as much as... We don't want to see the turnovers from Milrow. We also don't want to see, you know, playing too overly conservative and not giving these guys a chance from the outside. But we grab this call here. You're live on the show. What's happening? How we feeling? State your name. And where you calling from? Yes, this is David calling from Philly. What's going on, man? How we doing? I'm doing all right. I just wanted to comment. I I know um, I, I I don't have no worries about Miro and what he's gonna do. The issues I have is the receivers being able to catch the ball because you had someone like Bryce Young throwing it to him and they was dropped him. So I would expect if they don't improve their hands, they're gonna do the same for Jalen Miro. I mean, David, fair point right there. That, that, that's why these guys have got to get on that jug machine like the Amari Coopers, the Jerry Judys, Devontae Smiths, those guys did after every practice, catching the ball after practice, catching balls out of a jug machine after every practice because uh, when you are breaking in a new starting quarterback, the best way to make that young man feel comfortable and at ease is you catching the football. That's how you bail him out. That's how you let him know that, you know, you got his back as you are catching the football that he's throwing to you. Or at the very least, you're giving maximum effort to catch the football that he is throwing to you. So, you know, after watching guys drop passes from Bryce Young, and it was frustrating, you definitely want to see all of those receivers that have talent catch the football, look the ball in, uh, and give that quarterback confidence in you. Yes, and I believe that that Juco player, I think he's going to be 
uh, a, a wrecking crew out there. But I think that uh, others got to step up because if he goes out and do his business, teams are going to be the scheme to try to shut him down. And it's going to take somebody else to have to step up so they could be multiple players that need to step up. Absolutely. Gotcha. Absolutely. Appreciate David there from Philadelphia with that call right there. Looking forward to seeing Malik Benson myself as the former Juco wide receiver, Hutchinson Community College in Kansas, seeing what he does here for Alabama. And I agree with David. Other guys are going to have to step up, whether it's Ja'Cory Brooks, like I said, Isaiah Bond, Kobe Prentice, uh, Kendrick Law. you got a slew of receivers, Jermaine Burton, a slew of them. These guys have got to catch the football and uh, make defenses respect everybody. Because if it's just one guy catching the ball, you can pretty much bracket that one guy, take him away, and dare somebody else to beat you. It kind of goes back to, Eli, the 2022 National Championship game off the 21 season where you go into that game, you're facing Georgia for the National Championship. John Mechie was already hurt, so he was out for that game. He didn't play. You got Jamison Williams out there, and J-Mo, unfortunately, gets hurt. And so once J-Mo got hurt, basically it became uh, Kirby Smart playing man-to-man defense and saying, hey, one of these other receivers beat us. You don't have John Mechie. You don't have Jamison Williams. Who else you got that can beat us? We're going to play man-to-man coverage. We're going to bump you. We're going to press you, and we're going to see Can you get off the line? Can you get off the press coverage? Can you beat us? Can you do this? And unfortunately, there were guys that were talking about wanting more playing time, deserving more playing time. But when they got the playing time, unfortunately, um, they weren't ready for it. And guys were dropping the football. Guys were not ready for the moment in that national championship game against Georgia, so definitely players have got to step up. Got to step all the way up here. But we're going to go to our final break here on the show. Don't touch that down, folks, when we get back. We dive into a discussion conversation on uh, can this Alabama secondary do more than simply hold its own in the upcoming season? Can it really, truly dominate in terms of the defense? We'll wrap things up after this. I'm Malachi Moore. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith on Touchdown Alabama YouTube channel. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, people, we appreciate all of you for what you've done today, for all the phone calls, all the super chats, all of the chatting and the chat line you making this your show your spot your outlet to talk all things bama football continue tapping the like button hitting that thumbs up hitting that subscribe button making us your spot here for all things bama football guys show some love to wookie gremlin 
Wookie Gremlin with that $5 donation in the super chat, showing us love right there. Appreciate that coming from Wookie Gremlin. But discussion topic here, Ian, and this is on the Alabama football secondary. Can this group do more than just hold its own in the upcoming season? Can this group be a uh, dominant group and uh, elite group? No, can this group really uh, shake some things up in college football here in the fall? Now, the good news about this group is the talent's there, right? You've got talent, you've got depth. You've got uh, just at cornerback, you've got Kool-Aid McKinstry. You have Terry on Arnold. You have Trey Amos. You have uh, Antonio Kite. You have Dez Riggs. You have Jaleel Hurley. You've got Earl Little, who are also playing that nickel by third star. You've got guys at corner. You've got guys at safety. There's Malachi Moore. There's Caleb Downs. There's Christian Story. There's Devontae Smith. There's Tony Mitchell. Uh, there's Jalen Key. You got guys. You've got you got Jake. There's Jake Pope. You've got guys. You've got guys. You've got players all over this defensive secondary that can play. Key factor is going to be everybody put in the right spot, and this secondary doing more of it than hold its own. It can create turnovers. It can create interceptions. Uh, possibly score off those turnovers. Travaris Robinson, Nick Saban, Kevin Steele all putting their heads together to make sure that this defensive back five, back six, the technique is there, the alignment's there, how you are reading and reacting is there. Everything is exactly where it needs to be at. Because I just go back and I look at last season, especially the Tennessee game, that game got on my last nerve. There were other games last year that were frustrating, but that Tennessee game got on my ass nerve last year. And Eli, you were there with our own Justin Smith, and I know it was pandemonium, y'all getting out of there. I still feel bad about y'all being there, and I wasn't there to help. That was that was pandemonium. That that was that was that was crazy right there. But that game, uh, watching one player, Jalen Hyatt, one man. Six catches, 207 yards, five touchdowns. That ain't it. Like, that ain't it. Eli, you almost got trampled. Thank you for rubbing salt in the wound, Eli. I sat there and said I was sorry for not being there to try to help. You're rubbing salt in the wound, Eli. Yeah, yeah, Eli. I'm sorry, Eli. Eli got trampled, and he's not letting me live it down. He almost got trampled, and he's not letting me live it down here on screen. But, you know what I was saying? Tennessee game, not what you want to see from the Alabama defensive secondary. There are other games also from last season that you didn't want to see that, but that was by far the biggest one. So, this time around for Alabama, DBs doing more than just holding your own. Playing elite ball, being physical with these wide receivers, rerouting guys, making plays on the ball, 
Bama's got to have it this year. Strong technique. Bama's got to have it this year. Lining up correctly. Being disciplined out there. Bama's got to have it this year. The Crimson Tide has all of these guys lined up in the right spot. The alignment's good. The awareness is good. The discipline is good. The focus, the detail, all of that's good. Then this will be a secondary that does more than hold its own. It it, it plays big-time football on the back end. But that's just something to keep our eyes on because the talent's there. The body's there. You got the players that you need. It's just now those guys executing at the the highest level out there for the secondary. But always Bama Nation, you want the best in news, notes, information, coverage on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You download the app from the iPhone App Store. If you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store. You got the Android phone for your audio needs. Check us out. iTunes or Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, iHeartRadio. Got you covered right there. Good and gracious Lord sees fit. I'll try to be back here on Friday. Continuing the conversation that is tied football. Remember, Bama fans, you can, you can uh, get individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Purchase those copies, have those sent to your door. That link can be found in the description. If you're trying to get the fresh edition of TDA, the magazine, here's what you do. You go to touchdownalabama.com, you click join, become a member and or a subscriber today. That link in the description as well. Gotta give a shout out to my man, Justin Smith, the director of scouting and recruiting coming on the day breaking down the latest commitment here to the crimson tide gotta give a shout out to you the incredible fans of bama football for all that you do helping us out right here on the show and gotta show some love to my producer eli walker in the studios helping us out right here as he always does till next time folks husbands love your wives Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children continue doing the right thing, fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing too. Not be bored there. You get yourself those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Till next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith, and you've been listening to my own words.